Hello and welcome to another episode of the Just Go Watch Pod. What a theme song. What a theme song. Uh, well, you may have noticed, dear listeners, that it is in fact your boy Deej uh, doing the intro. You're thinking to yourself, where's Hatch? Where's Hatch? Why am I not hearing Hatch's boring voice? Why is Hatch not going, oh, hello, welcome to another episode of the Jisku Witch podcast. Uh, today we're going to be reviewing a man who walks on walls like a spider. And, and the answer to that question is, he's, he's got the vid. He has got the vid. He's been taken down uh, and he hasn't been able to see the film. You know, is that a lack of commitment? Is it, you know, is it poor from his immune system? Is it a signal that his immune system doesn't care about the pod? Maybe. You know, that's your words, not mine. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying he's not here and your boy DJ is. And so, uh, but, you know, let me, uh, let me see what Jules has got to say. Jules, what, are you, what, did you, what did you think of the film? Oh, sorry, dear listeners, uh, Jules is not here either, because he's also been struck down by the vid. Uh, just, you know, you do have to question the commitment of the boys. That's what I say. That's what I say. Uh, you know, Spider-Man, uh, you know, he, when he got bit by that radioactive spider, you know, he took the, the you know, the, the controversy and the, the kind of the, the, the change in circumstances of his life and did something positive with it. But my, my fellow podcast hosts, they just, you know, no, no, not interested. But your boy Deej is here and we are going to be reviewing uh, Spider-Man um, No Way Home today. I was going to say Homecoming then. Uh, yeah, good start. I'm knackered listening. I am knackered. I'd say that I'm knackered, but this pod needed to go up because what a film it is. What a film it is, you know? Let's just listen to this again. <laughs> this is so so 70s isn't it oh <laughs> what a theme song I wish someone made me a theme song like that oh well so yeah Spider-Man No Way Home uh, no firstly just what a film what a film uh, I was I had high expectations. I had very high expectations. And normally that leads to a film underwhelming you, I find. And I think this had the most hype since Endgame. I mean, it just, you knew that obviously Doctor Strange was going to be in it. And then you knew that Doc Ock was going to be in it. It was bringing together all of these, um, you know, these, these different different Spider-Man movies and, and you just knew there was going to be some surprises in there. You just, you just knew it. So before we go any further, let me say there are spoilers in this podcast. There are spoilers. Listen, if you want to listen, then you listen boys and girls and men and women, children of all ages. But you know, I will not be held responsible for you hearing spoilers beyond this point. Okay. I will not. I will not. Just to give you time to decide, I'm just going to give you a second, right? Well, I, I, you know, I'll sing you the Spider-Man song while you decide. Spider-Man, Spider-Man, Hannah have a ha, Spider-Man, Spider-Man, Hannah Spider-Man, here comes the Spider-Man. So, there you have it. So now, here we go. Uh, so, spoilers from this point onwards.
So, I mean, I think we all knew. Well, I certainly knew. In fact, I do remember talking... I shouldn't say we all knew, because I do remember talking with Hachi and Jules. And one of them, I can't remember which one, sounds like the kind of thing Jules would say, uh, said that he wasn't sure if uh, Garfield and Maguire were going to be in it. But I felt literally, you know, I would have bet my house on it that they were. Um, you know, there's almost no point in bringing in those villains if you weren't bringing in those Spider-Men. So that was always happening. Um, but, you know, it was just surprise. You know, there was there was the Venom bit. Um, there was, you know, you got your normal... Um, wider mcu references uh that were, were, was cool but just you know seeing l- linking these movies movies together was just yeah i mean that was i was geeking out i was having a full-on nerdgasm in the cinema i wasn't one of these ones who like stood up and was like yay yay when garfield turned up or anything like that but i mean i was internally going yeah i'm so glad and also matt murdoch you know you listen I like it when studios don't just try and rewrite history, right? We were told that the Defenders um, storyline on Netflix was part of the MCU. So now don't just, you know, just disappear it. So Matt Murdock was there. And that's cool. Why haven't I seen him before? I can I can understand why I haven't seen him before. Because, you know, he's, is he on the tier of superhero that you think would be an Avenger? He stops there and remembers that Hawkeye and Scarlet and uh, the Black Widow are Avengers who are essentially just normal people. Yeah, we'll brush past that. Anyway, so what a film, what a film. From the moment it started, I was like, yeah, this is just such a, it's such a good vibe. It's like sometimes with DC films, you get the impression they're trying to do something. You know, they're like, they're thinking, oh God, will this work? Will it not work? And it sometimes doesn't seem organic. Um, one of the reasons I like the Snyder stuff is because I feel like whatever, whether you like it or not, it's true to what he wants. It's true to his vision. And so it's authentic. Whereas some films, maybe maybe like Shazam or uh, maybe Wonder Woman 2, you can say they're kind of crushed a bit by their own expectations and what they they're hoping to be good and hoping to get good box office results so but this i just felt like from the beginning with the humor with spider-man and mary jane and when people are finding out and he's flying you know he's 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 webbing across the city and he lands on that bridge and and he's like hello and ned's like hello and she's there standing on top of this girder like hello and i just it's good, good. I just, I was vibing with it from the start. Like I just, I had a good feeling from it. And that is good. That is good. Because that's what you want from cinema. You want that. The beginning of a film is so important. And it just, yeah, to me, it just, it just hit. It just, it just hit. And then we have, you know, this whole thing about what it would be like to be Spider-Man if people knew you were Spider-Man. And there, I mean, there are inconsistencies here, right? There are kind of like plot inconsistencies because he was an Avenger and people love the Avengers. So why would people hate Spider-Man, you know, like from the start? Why would why would anyone believe J. Jonah Jameson and what he's saying? Because people would be like, yeah, but remember when he was an Avenger that saved literally half the universe? You know, it's just a bit inconsistent there. And you're also kind of like, why is Tony Stark and like Stark Industries just kind of like abandoned him? Like... He's like, he's like got nowhere to go and he has to go home and he's like, oh, there's all these legal troubles and all these things going on. And it's kind of like, 
where are Stark Industries? And I know they do the whole, oh, Stark Industries was raided today and this and that. But I mean, we're talking about a multi-billion, billion, 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 you know, dollar industry that has like, somehow when, when I, Tony Stark became Iron Man and had this like, like this nuclear level threat that he was just flying around in and doing vigilantism, it was okay. But when it's Spider-Man and uh, some bloke on a video has just said that Spider-Man has done this or that, all of a sudden it's, you know, he's, he's public enemy number one. So... Uh, yeah, bit inconsistent there, isn't it? Let's be honest. But it's been like that from I mean, when Tony Stark's died and he didn't even leave the Falcon enough to buy his mum's boat, pay off his mum's boat payments. Like, <laughs> imagine that. Imagine your mate's a billionaire, literally the richest bloke in the world, and you can't afford to buy your mum's dusty old wooden boat. <laughs> You'd just be like. Mate, am I? Are we having a bubble here? Like, I'm not being funny, but you've known me for years, and we've uh, tried to save the world together. So, any chance that my like small little debt that my mum has could be, you could help me out with that? And Tony's just like, ah, well, whatever, mate. So, yeah, what's Pepper doing? <laughs> Again, what's Pepper doing in the background? Just like not helping people. I don't know, you know. But look, let's not nitpick because does anyone really care about those things? Probably not. Because the film is fucking awesome. Uh, and, um, I mean, it's so much happens. I'm almost struggling to kind of, like, think where to start here. I mean, without doing a boring hatch, uh, you know, massive plot. I mean, God, can you remember that Bond one he did? Where he just droned on and on. Oh, oh, well, I'm losing the, the world to live just thinking about it. But essentially, in this film, you know, we we find at the beginning, Peter has his identity has been revealed, his life is turned upside down. He's now uh, uh, um, he's in the the cross crosshairs of the FBI because of the vigilantism, because of all the the tech that he has, and 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 whether or not you know he he did this or did that, and you know he's it, it's all a bit of a all a bit of a mare. We see that he uh, he's arrested, uh, he's ultimately released and faces no charge. Is uh, they're taken care of by Fury, but Matt Murdock, Daredevil, turns up and says, you know, well, you know, it's not over because it's still the court of public opinion, which again comes back to the whole, he's a fucking Avenger. Why would they not be with him? But anyway, um, he uh, ultimately, because of this, doesn't get into MIT and neither does Mary Jane and neither does Ned and Spider-Man, Peter Parker, is feeling like he's ruined their lives. Oh... So he goes to Doctor Strange, Stephen Strange, to ask him to do a spell to make everyone forget that he's Spider-Man, which he does. However, Spider-Man fucks up the spell by being a yabbering fool. And uh, instead, what happens is that everyone that knows that Peter Parker is Spider-Man is pulled into this universe. Doctor Strange manages to stop the spell before it gets too big, but... We soon find out, not before some people have arrived, which is when we meet Dr. Octopus again uh, from Spider-Man 2, the Green Goblin from the original Spider-Man trilogy. And Doctor Strange explains, look, this is what's happening. Some of them have been brought in and we need to go collect them all uh, to get them back. So Spider-Man goes out and he finds uh, Electro from the amazing Spider-Man 2, finds the Sandman from Spider-Man 3, and they're all like, who the fuck are you? You're not my Parker. And they're all confused. But, you know, the lizard's there as well. Uh, and ultimately, uh, they find out that in their... They all die. That's what they have in common. They all die in the, their worlds. 
Spider-Man kills them, or they die fighting Spider-Man. And so Peter, our Peter, doesn't want to send them back against Doctor Strange's order, uh, orders, at which point we get a really cool scene in a mirror universe, which is fucking dope. Uh, oh my god, the visuals. Sick. Uh, and he and Spider-Man manages somehow to some geometry thing, which I don't understand, uh, manages to web up uh, the Source of Supreme, who can like do anything but can't escape webs apparently um and spider-man goes back and tries to then cure all of these uh bad guys of their of their like evil ailments i guess oh maybe that backfires and the green goblin's like no i'm a cunt and i'm staying a cunt and he fucks everything up kills aunt may oh my days sadness uh and spider-man is a broken mess however however we're then introduced to the uh the the old spider-man we get introduced to Garfield and yeah, yeah, it's Spider-Man time. Uh, we get introduced to Garfield and Maguire, uh, who then team up with our Spider-Man to round up these villains and uh, take them out, which is fucking, come on, nerdgasm to the, to the max. Unfortunately, it's too late. The walls of reality are crumbling and all of the other realities are merging. They're all coming in. Everyone that knew that Peter Parker was Spider-Man from every single reality. And the only way to fix that is for, Doc, is for Doctor Strange to wipe everyone's memory that Peter Parker ever existed. And that, that happens and that's the end of the film, essentially, with a few post-credit scenes. Ooh, that's how it's done, Hatch. That is how it's done. Uh, I mean, look, it's a long. It's quite a long film. It is quite a long film. Let's actually check the runtime. I don't actually know how long it is. I'm gonna bet. I'm gonna go for two and a half hours. That's what I'm gonna go for. Because I mean, it was. It, it did feel like a, a long film, um, but at no point did it drag. And I, I make that clear. At no point did it drag because, I mean. Did you, are you did you hear what I just said to you? I mean, it was fucking... 148 minutes. Yeah, so not long. Two and a half hours-ish. Um, so far, it's made 750 million at the box office. By far and away the biggest movie uh, since the pandemic hit. Uh, and with good reason. And it reminds me of a, an article I read by this guy from The Guardian. And I can't remember his name. But I mean, just what a useless film critic he was. And he's like, oh, Marvel's on the ropes after the failings of Shang-Chi and all these other things. Completely ignoring the fact that they came on the back of the pandemic. And he's like, they need Spider-Man to save the MCU. Like, are you fucking serious? Do you know how much money the MCU has made? Do you know how much money he's going to continue to make? Jesus Christ. And then he's like, criticizing Spider-Man Now We're Home. Like, oh, at some, some points it's too obvious. It's this, it's that. And I'm just like, oh my God, you're such a hater. Like, this film is just going to smash it. It's going to get amazing reviews and it's going to make so much money. So why are you even writing this? Why do you have a job? Why are you allowed to continue to put your stupid opinion out there when it's going to be proven so wrong from every perspective? And thus has it proved to be because it has been critically uh, acclaimed uh, and and it has been... Um, and what's it got here? An A plus from Cinema Score, 94% from Rotten Tomatoes, uh, I mean, what are we what are we talking about here? This is, I mean, this is a fucking amazing film. Uh, so whoever that writer was for the Guardian, uh, you have disgraced yourself and your friends and family. So there we are. In terms of the film itself, I mean, effects wise, top notch, just absolutely top notch. The mirror dimension bit was just fucking amazing. 
It was so good. I was just like, wow, this is the scope and the scale of this are just different level. Um, felt like almost being on a fucking like a theme park ride. It was crazy. Um, the obviously the visuals with the the all of the the fighting scenes. It's just it's just top notch as you come to expect from Marvel. Nothing cheap about it. Just you're you know. It's good. One of the good things about this film is as well is that I, I, really not many points was I ever drawn out of it. Apart, of, you know, I've said a few of these inconsistencies, but once the once the film kind of really started going, I was just in it the whole way through. The humor was was hitting, the action was hitting. It didn't drag. There was a there was so much emotion in this movie as well. Oh, when May dies and Spider Man is found on the roof by Ned and MJ, and he just breaks down. Oh, I just felt the emotion. He just crumbled, and I was just like, God, can you imagine? I mean, the, what this guy's had on his shoulders all these years, but he's had his aunt by him, and he's lost his parents from an early age, and then she's killed in front of him. Just, oh, God, my heart bled for him. <sighs> but anyway, let's move, on from, let's move on from the sad stuff, because... I mean, the main thing about this movie that got everyone hyped, let's be real about this. Let's be real, real about this, all right? Let's be real, real, son. What got people mad hyped about this film was the fact that the other Spider-Men were going to be in it. People knew the other Spider-Men were going to be in it, you know, and they teased us. They teased us with the trailers, didn't they? They just, they, they were licking the tip. They were licking the tip, but not taking it whole because they, they just would not put it in there. And so there was this little bit of doubt, but we knew, we knew deep down. Um, and that's why people were going mental in the cinemas when Garfield turned up. And when he did turn up, it was fucking dope, man. It was fucking dope. It opened up so many more um, possibilities for the MCU. And you're kind of like, so cool because, you know, the possibilities now. And also it kind of gives you a bit of closure because the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man films, well, well, he was a really good Spider-Man. He was really good at Spider-Man. Um, and Tobey Maguire, I mean, Spider-Man 1 and 2, let's forget Spider-Man 3. <laughs> oh, Lord. Let us forget Spider-Man 3. Uh, but Spider-Man 1 and 2, amazing films. You know, truly, truly like, you know, the. I mean, I know X-Men was first, but Spider-Man was like you know like the first big one that showed that that like, the comic book films can draw massive money. So, I mean, what films? And then to see them both was just so good. I mean, Maguire's looking a bit ropey. I'll be real with you. He is, you know, he, he's looking a little bit ropey. But I mean, just to see them like that was just oh man, it was so cool. Um, and to see them all together and the interaction on the scene where uh, Garfield and Maguire turn up was just was super cool. Uh, the dialogue was great. Um, just the humour just hits, man. Oh, it just hits, doesn't it? You know, and uh, then when we finally see, when we see all the three Spider-Men together and, you know, they're dropping the, with great power comes great responsibility lines. It's just, man, it's just cool when you get to see them at different stages in their lives. Um, I don't know, man. Just, was so cool. And then one of the things I loved was the fact that they <laughs> they addressed the whole Spider-Man, Tobey Maguire Spider-Man can shoot webs from like his arms without any like web cartridges and it's just like yeah, why why would he why would he be able to do that? And that's been something that's been said from the start and people even people comic book geeks criticized the original ones from the start so like half the thing is that he's a scientist and he made it and blah 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 but you know then when they're like when they're talking about it i was just creasing up i was just cre- and then when they go to the statue and they're like talking about it even more it's just the kind of interaction is just oh 
Oh, I just was loving it. I was, uh, yeah. Always had Justin Timberlake's thing lined up. I'm loving it. But I was. Um, seeing Maguire in his uh, costume as well was, was kind of dope. Was dope. One of the things I did think at one point was when... Uh, <laughs> this did crack me up. In, uh, you have to think about the tech that was available in Spider-Man 2, right? So um, Doc Ock has like created this like these arms that are attached to his back and it's a bit of AI and, and stuff, which is quite... A, quite Obviously, it's well beyond technology we have, and it's really cool, right? But there's nothing in that film to that comes close to the kind of level of tech we're now looking at in the in the MCU, right? And yet, when he holds Spider Man upside down, and Spider Man's like costume just like like you know does the whole nanotechy thing and like, disappears and whatever, and just comes out of nowhere, Doc Ock's just like mm, nanotechnology. <laughs> it's just as if it's just the fucking most normal thing in the world he's seen it loads of times these suits that can literally just appear which literally were only available in the mcu in like the last like year or two but dog ox is like yeah and then when it connects to his uh arms he's just like yeah this is a normal thing this is i may have spent my whole life trying to make these these arms that come out of my back but the fact that you've just got this nanotechnology now which could probably like like do the same thing much easier you know there's no thing to me uh but yeah, it just that made me laugh from a, from a geek perspective. But um, yeah, that bit where Doc Ock turned up, you know, obviously they've used some uh, anti-aging uh, technology on the on Alfred Molina, and I think on Willem Dafoe as well. Uh, but I mean, so cool to see him because Doc Ock was a great villain, and Green Goblin was a great villain. So so cool to see them and. One thing that did, I will say this kind of annoyed me, was that it ultimately became a thing of uh, our Peter Parker, um, Holland, uh, having this vendetta against the Green Goblin. And really, that story was him and Peter Parker, wasn't it, you know, Uh, from Tobey Maguire's universe. So I kind of felt like they should have had a bit more there. But, you know, those these things... I mean, a minor gripe, absolutely minor gripe. Um, in terms of the story itself, I mean, it's quite quite simple, really, wasn't it? You know, just these people have come from this other dimension, needs to go and wrap them up. Uh, but ultimately, you know, it fleshed it. One thing I was worried about was, are they going to do justice to all these characters? And I felt like, for the most part, they kind of did. I mean, Sandman, maybe not so much. He was a bit, uh, kind of felt like he was just kind of there. Like, there was no real emotional depth to him or, like, what he was doing. Uh, and since I haven't seen Spider-Man 3 for a long time, I couldn't really remember, like, what, the, what his fucking deal was. Uh, I'm guessing from the fact that he was helping Peter at the beginning that he's a kind of, uh, he must have turned into a good guy at the end of Spider-Man 3. So I think now I'm saying it, I remember he did. Uh, but yeah, he was a bit meh. Um, but, you know, Electro, uh, you know, he just he just wants to be powerful, doesn't he? He's just like, fuck this shit, man. I could be really powerful or I could be dead. So I'm going to be really powerful because it's fucking cool. And he kind of like, yeah, right, I respect that because 
you know, most people are kind of like that, aren't they? You know, if they can get something and be really powerful, they would do it. So he's kind of like, yeah, I could let you put this thing on my chest that takes away the thing that makes me special. Or I could just say, nah, and carry on living my life and take this arc reactor and be like super powerful. So that's what I'm going to do. Um, same with... Uh, Who's that? a goblin guy? Yeah, Green Goblin. You know, he was obviously he was probably the most fleshed out. Uh, he's just a psychopath, really, isn't he? Um, the only thing I will say is this: at the end, when he's like, Spider Man's like, "Look, I'm at the statue. Come here, blah blah blah." Like, why would Electro even go there? Like, it's not like he like overtly just wants to kill Spider Man. Like, why would he even bother? Why not just fuck off? Uh, you know, to what and carry on doing what he's doing. I don't know. Maybe I'm missing something there. Maybe Did he have the box with him and that's what it was? I don't know. Uh, but anyway, you know, that's, just, again, a small grab. Then that whole scene, with the, the fight scene with the three Spider-Men, once uh, Maguire puts his mask on and, uh, and stuff, you know, it... Sorry, could it be called up? You, listen, you can't tell me that, that bit where they all jump off and they're swinging together that you, you didn't get a geek boner. You can't tell me that. I won't get it. I will not believe it if you tell me that. I just I will not believe it, right? Um, because it was it was so cool. I was just like I was fanboying out so hard, so hard, man. I'm gonna stop saying hard in that way, but I mean it was like it was so cool. Um, and again the special effects top notch, but just I mean what more could you want than seeing Spider Man from three films? then you know take on the villains from those films and give them all closure you know you kind of now you know we have andrew garfield who managed to save the girl this time you know and that was emotional you have uh maguire who you know redeems uh stops peter parker from becoming a murderer you know and, and, and he, i don't know if necessarily he, I don't really know if he redeems anything else. But, I mean, he stops Peter Parker from becoming a murderer, so that's cool. Gets stabbed in the process, but says he's been stabbed loads of times. So, you know, who gives a shit? Um, yeah, just, you know, everyone kind of had a an arc. And I just, I just enjoyed it, man. I feel like I need to see the film again, to be honest with you. There was so much going into it, so much emotion, so much hype. I, I feel like I really need to see this film again. Um, in the end... Peter Parker sacrificing, essentially sacrificing his life, sort of, because no one now knows who he is. Peter Parker, but at the end of Peter Parker, at the end of this has never existed. No one knows who he is. No one. You know, could he go back to Doctor Strange and say, "Well, can you make people remember?" I don't know. <sighs> I don't know, but I mean. The fact when he goes in and sees MJ and Ned and they don't remember him, but then he's like, their lives are so much better now. I'm not going to reveal myself. Instantly breaking the promise he made at the end of the film to them. Um, (laughs) uh, And then, right, so then he, you know, we see him at the end. We see him swinging away. Looks like he's made a new suit or something like that. Um, I don't know why he would make a new suit. Does he not have his old suit anymore? I don't know. But, um, yeah, you know, um... I would assume he still has the nanotech stuff, at which point he should probably have just gone to Stark Industries and been like, hey, 
Just so you know, I am Spider-Man. You did remember me, but this happened with Doctor Strange. Get them all together. I probably could explain it away, but I mean, look, again, stupid, you know, who cares? Whatever. The film's fucking dope. Um, <clears throat> this is why it's good when Hatching here sometimes, because he'd be like, no, you get paid hundreds of millions of pounds to sort these kind of inconsistencies. That's just unacceptable. I find it completely unacceptable. Why would you not? You know? Oh, yeah, it's not happening with your boy Deej. It's not happening with your boy Deej. It is not happening, right? The film is fucking dope. It's just dope. Sometimes you just got to watch a film, except that certain things aren't going to make sense, right? But have you ever read a comic? Shit don't make sense in those either sometimes, you know? But ultimately, the film, fucking amazing, yeah? And more I could talk about here, but I just... I'm by myself, and so it's hard to keep an actual train of thought because it's just so much that happened in that film that I was just... I was vibing with, you know? It was so... So good. So, what would I give this film? What would I give it? Whoo! This is a tough one. I'm swept up in the hype at the moment. Absolutely swept up in the hype. Um, is it as good as Endgame? It can't be as good as Endgame, can it? I did enjoy. Do you know what the thing is? Endgame. It's one of the greatest films ever made. I love Endgame. But I love the Hulk so much and feel he was so underused and didn't like Smart Hulk and didn't get to see my Thanos and Hulk rematch that it's always forever slightly tainted. But, I mean... Whew, I really don't know where to put this. I'm going to pitch this at another 8.5. I'm going to give it an 8.5. What was the last film we did? Didn't I give something an 8.75 recently? That was the original Matrix, wasn't it? Is that as good as the original Matrix? Oof. I'm going to 8.5 is probably fair. An 8.5. Um, which, on the Just Go Watch calculator, seeing as I'm the only one, gives this film a rating of 8.5, which I think makes it our joint highest rated film ever. Um, and... Well deserving, I think. I mean, because what a film. Marvel just smashing it up. There's so much more to You know, Thor, Love and Thunder coming. Can't wait. Uh, you've got Bruce Banner and the Hulk making a return in She-Hulk. And there is talk. Oh, my God. Oh, I feel my geek boner coming back. So hard. Um, the There is going to be a World War Hulk comic coming at some point. Uh, obviously, that heavily relates. To, you know, in the comics, it relates to the uh, Sakaar thing, which they've already dealt with. But you know, there is the second part where he comes back to Earth and kicks off. So I'm guessing they just need another excuse for that. But there's that's what the that's what the chat is. But the the, the confirmed chat is that there is going to be a Hulk solo film, whether or not, and and there's there's talk about that may introduce Wolverine. Can you imagine a Wolverine versus Hulk film? Just I mean, literally, just print your own money, Marvel. Just print your own fucking money. Buy your own island. Do you know what I mean? Because that, just take my fucking money. Just take it. I will give you every, all of the money. Take it. Wolverine versus Hulk. Are you joking me? Is this some kind of sick joke? Are you asking me if I want to see that? I want to fucking see that so bad. Like, just please do that for me. Jesus Christ. Can you imagine that? Imagine you get Alpha Flight involved as well. And then the X-Men comes. Oh my God. The MCU, listen, it ain't stopping anytime soon. Yeah. Listen, who the fuck? Uh, who did I see recently? So you got Scorsese and someone else recently. Uh, James Cameron, I think it was. Is it James Cameron? Someone else, the one of these kind of big directors in it was like, you know, the Marvel 
things don't have the epicness of something like Dune. Like, fuck off. I don't care. Listen, if I wanted to see Dune, I would go and watch Dune. I love Dune, yeah? I'm not going to watch MCU films to see Dune. Why? What has one got to do with the other? And Scorsese, yeah, you made The Irishman, which was an epic film, right? But it's about six hours long, and I came out of it, and I would never watch it again. You know, because it was like, yeah, it was cool. It was arty, whatever, right? Good acting performances, right? But the MCU is fucking dope. I'm, you know, ju- why are they having to justify it? Fuck you. Take my money. The MCU ain't going nowhere and it's going to be there for a long time. It's going to continue to smash it up. And there's nothing you can do about it. Nothing. Because it's just fucking, it's dope. You can't have a franchise that makes this many billions and then try and act like it ain't fucking dope. Because it is. Just facts, my friend. Facts. And so on that note, sure i've missed out tons of stuff but i mean at the same time you know the film is fucking amazing you have to go and see it it's 8.5 right and listen if you haven't gone and seen it yet right why listen to my advice and just go and fucking watch